Tune eleven of canned fruit preserves and jellies this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox.org recording by betty b canned fruit preserves and jellies household methods of preparation by maria parloa methods of making jelly in no department of preserving does the housekeeper feel less sure of the result than in jelly making the rule that works perfectly one time fails another time why this is so the average housekeeper does not know so there is nearly always an element of uncertainty as to the result of the work these two questions are being constantly asked why does not my jelly harden what causes my jelly to candy it is an easy matter to say that there is something in the condition of the fruit or that the fruit juice and sugar were cooked too short or too long a time these explanations are often true but they do not help the inquirer since at other times just that proportion of sugar and time of cooking have given perfect jelly in the following pages an attempt is made to give a clear explanation of the principles underlying the process of jelly making it is believed that the women who study this carefully will find the key to unvarying success in this branch of preserving pectin pectose pectase in all fruits when ripe or nearly so there is found pectin a carbohydrate somewhat similar in its properties to starch it is because of this substance in the fruit juice that we are able to make jelly when equal quantities of sugar and fruit juice are combined and the mixture is heated to the boiling point for a short time the pectin in the fruit gelatinizes the mass it is important that the jelly maker should understand when this gelatinizing agent is at its best pectose and pectase always exist in the unripe fruit as the fruit ripens the pectase acts upon the pectose which is insoluble in water converting it into pectin which is soluble pectin is at its best when the fruit is just ripe or a little before if the juice ferments or the cooking of the jelly is continued too long the pectin undergoes a change and loses its power of gelatinizing it is therefore of the greatest importance that the fruit should be fresh just ripe or a little underripe and that the boiling of the sugar and juice should not be continued too long fruits vary as to the quantities of sugar acid pectin and gums in their composition some of the sour fruits contain more sugar than do some of the milder flavored fruits currants for example often contain four or five times as much sugar as the peach the peach does not contain so much free acid and it does contain a great deal of pectin bodies which mask the acid hence the comparative sweetness of the ripe fruit selection and handling of fruit for jelly making an acid fruit is the most suitable for jelly making though in some of the acid fruits the strawberry for example the quantity of the jelly making pectin is so small that it is difficult to make jelly with this fruit if however some currant juice be added to the strawberry juice a pleasant jelly will be the result yet of course the flavor of the strawberry will be modified here is a list of the most desirable fruits for jelly making the very best are given first currant crab apple apple quince grape blackberry raspberry peach apples make a very mild jelly and it may be flavored with fruits
flowers or spices if the apples are acid it is not advisable to use any flavor juicy fruits such as currants raspberries etc should not be gathered after a rain for they will have absorbed so much water as to make it difficult without excessive boiling to get the juice to jelly if berries are sandy or dusty it will be necessary to wash them but the work should be done very quickly so that the fruit may not absorb much water see washing fruit page thirteen large fruits such as apples peaches and pears must be boiled in water until soft the strained liquid will contain the flavoring matter and pectin it requires more work and skill to make jellies from the fruits to which water must be added than from the juicy fruits if the juicy fruits are gathered at the proper time one may be nearly sure that they contain the right proportion of water if gathered after a rain the fruit must be boiled a little longer that the superfluous water may pass off in steam in the case of the large fruits a fair estimate is three quarts of strained juice from eight quarts of fruit and about four quarts of water if the quantity of juice is greater than this it should be boiled down to three quarts apples will always require four quarts of water to eight quarts of fruit but juicy peaches and plums will require only three or three and a half quarts the jelly will be clearer and finer if the fruit is simmered gently and not stirred during the cooking it is always best to strain the juice first through cheesecloth and without pressure if the cloth is double the juice will be quite clear when a very clear jelly is desired the strained juice should pass through a flannel or felt bag the juice may be pressed from the fruit left in the strainer and used in marmalade or for a second quality jelly to make jelly that will not crystallize candy the right proportion of sugar must be added to the fruit juice if the fruit contains a high percentage of sugar the quantity of added sugar should be a little less than the quantity of fruit juice that is to say in a season when there has been a great deal of heat and sunshine there will be more sugar in the fruit than in a cold wet season consequently one pint of currant juice will require but three quarters of a pint of sugar but in a cold wet season the pint of sugar for the pint of juice must be measured generously another cause of the jelly crystallizing is hard boiling when the syrup boils so rapidly that particles of it are thrown on the upper part of the sides of the preserving kettle they often form crystals if these crystals are stirred into the syrup they are apt to cause the mass to crystallize in time the use of the syrup gauge and care not to boil the syrup too violently would do away with all the uncertainty in jelly making the syrup gauge should register twenty five degrees no matter what kind of fruit is used see page fifteen jelly should be covered closely and kept in a cool dry dark place currant jelly the simplest method of making currant jelly is perhaps the following free the currants from leaves and large stems put them in the preserving kettle crush a few with a wooden vegetable masher or spoon heat slowly stirring frequently when the currants are hot crush them with the vegetable masher put a hair sieve or strainer over a large bowl over this spread a double square of cheesecloth turn the crushed fruit and juice into the cheesecloth and let it drain as long as it drips but do not use pressure to hasten the process take the corners of the straining cloth firmly in the hands and lift from the sieve 
move the contents by raising one side of the cloth and then the other after this put the cloth over another bowl twist the ends together and press out as much juice as possible this juice may be used to make a second quality of jelly the clear juice may be made into jelly at once or it may be strained through a flannel bag in any case the method of making the jelly is the same measure the juice and put it in a clean preserving kettle for every pint of juice add a pint of granulated sugar stir until the sugar is dissolved then place over the fire watch closely and when it boils up draw it back and skim put over the fire again and boil and skim once more boil and skim a third time then pour into hot glasses taken from the pan of water on the stove and set on a board place the board near a sunny window in a room where there is no dust it is a great protection and advantage to have sheets of glass to lay on top of the tumblers as soon as the jelly is set cover by one of the three methods given see page twenty nine to make very transparent currant jelly heat crush and strain the currants as directed in the simplest process put the strained juice in the flannel bag and let it drain through measure the juice and sugar pint for pint and finish as directed above to make currant jelly by the cold process follow the first rule of jelly as far as dissolving the sugar in the strained juice fill warm sterilized glasses with this place the glasses on a board and put the board by a sunny window cover with sheets of glass and keep by the window until the jelly is set the jelly will be more transparent if the juice is strained through the flannel bag jelly made by the cold process is more delicate than that made by boiling but it does not keep quite so well raspberry and currant jelly make the same as currant jelly using half currants and half raspberries raspberry jelly make the same as currant jelly blackberry jelly make the same as currant jelly strawberry jelly to ten quarts of strawberries add two quarts of currants and proceed as for currant jelly but boil fifteen minutes ripe grape jelly an acid grape is best for this jelly the sweet ripe grapes contain too much sugar half ripe fruit or equal portions of nearly ripe and green grapes will also be found satisfactory wild grapes make delicious jelly make the same as currant jelly green grape jelly make the same as apple jelly plum jelly use an underripe acid plum wash the fruit and remove the stems put into the preserving kettle with one quart of water for each peck of fruit cook gently until the plums are boiled to pieces strain the juice and proceed the same as for currant jelly apple jelly wash stem and wipe the apples being careful to clean the blossom end thoroughly cut into quarters and put into the preserving kettle barely cover with cold water about four quarts of water to eight of apples and cook gently until the apples are soft and clear strain the juice and proceed as for currant jelly there should be but three quarts of juice from eight quarts of apples and four of water apples vary in the percentage of sugar and acid they contain a fine flavored acid apple should be employed when possible apple jelly may be made at any time of the year but winter apples are best and should be used when in their prime i e from the fall to december or january when it is found necessary to make apple jelly in the spring add the juice of one lemon to every pint of apple juice cider apple jelly 
make the same as plain apple jelly but covering the apples with cider instead of water the cider must be fresh from the press crab apple jelly make the same as plain apple jelly quince jelly rub the quinces with a coarse crash towel cut out the blossom end wash the fruit and pare it and cut into quarters cut out the cores putting them in a dish by themselves have a large bowl half full of water drop the perfect pieces of fruit into this bowl put the parings and imperfect parts cut very fine into the preserving kettle add a quart of water to every two quarts of fruit and parings put on the fire and cook gently for two hours strain and finish the same as apple jelly the perfect fruit may be preserved or canned to make quince jelly of a second quality when the parings and fruit are put on to cook put the cores into another kettle and cover them generously with water and cook two hours after all the juice has been drained from the parings and fruit put what remains into the preserving kettle with the cores mix well and turn into the straining cloth press all the juice possible from this mixture put the juice in the preserving kettle with a pint of sugar to a pint of juice boil ten minutes wild fruits for jellies wild raspberries blackberries barberries grapes and beech plums all make delicious jellies the frequent failures in making barberry jelly come from the fruit not being fresh or from being overripe preparation of the glasses for jelly sterilize the glasses take from the boiling water and set them in a shallow baking pan in which there is about two inches of boiling water covering jellies jellies are so rich in sugar that they are protected from bacteria and yeasts but they must be covered carefully to protect them from mold spores and evaporation the following methods of covering jellies are all good have discs of thick white paper the size of the top of the glass when the jelly is set brush the top over with brandy or alcohol dip a disc of paper in the spirits and put it on the jelly if the glasses have covers put them on if there are no covers cut discs of paper about half an inch in diameter larger than the top of the glass beat together the white of one egg and a tablespoonful of cold water wet the paper covers with this mixture and put over the glass pressing down the sides well to make them stick to the glass or the covers may be dipped in olive oil and be tied on the glasses but they must be cut a little larger than when the white of egg is used a thick coating of paraffin makes a good cover but not quite so safe as the paper dipped in brandy or alcohol because the spirits destroy any mold spores that may happen to rest on the jelly if such spores are covered with the paraffin they may develop under it however the paper wet with spirits could be put on first and the paraffin poured over it if paraffin is used break it into pieces and put in a cup set the cup in a pan of warm water on the back of the stove in a few minutes it will be melted enough to cover the jelly have the coating about a fourth of an inch thick in cooling the paraffin contracts and if the layer is very thin it will crack and leave a portion of the jelly exposed End of chapter eleven